0: If you're visiting for the first time, thank you for being here with us. We are the Garden State Church, and uh, we've, been, we've been on a little roller coaster here. About a month and a half ago, we started talking about the heart, because you know, the heart is the battleground. God wants our heart, Satan wants a piece of our heart, uh, the world wants our, everybody wants some of the heart. And Jesus says, well, your treasure is, there your heart will be. And uh, one of the things that we learned is we looked at the life of King David. Because God said about him, that guy, that dude right there is a man after my own heart. Can you imagine God pointing you out in history and saying, That's a guy after my own heart. In fact, his name is in the Bible more than Jesus. Incredible figure in Israel history. And as we learn, he was a pretty sinful dude. He did some things (laughs) that should not be done. (laughs) But he also repented. He had a lifestyle. Of repentance and as we and I may have our judgmental ways about what people do and what uh, God saw his godly sorrow and uh, and David obviously was an incredible man of faith and courage I mean come on he killed a bear with his own hands and a lion And so with that, we've talked about him, we've we've looked at his life, and we've seen, wow, okay, we got to keep dealing with the inside stuff, okay? And so today, we are kind of transitioning, and we're talking about learn from me. So we're going to begin a series entitled Learn From Me. Where does that come from, Russ? Jesus says... Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And so Jesus wants you and I to learn from him. And guess what? Every day you get to open the word and you get to hear from Jesus, about how to live this thing called life. Even though he wasn't a parent, he had a whole lot to say about raising kids. Even though he wasn't married, he has some things to say about loving your spouse. And he was a single man who started the ministry in really three years, Literally turned the world upside down. And we're still talking about him today. You know, Jesus has the power over death, hell, and the grave. You like that song? I love that song. And so if there's someone that you and I need to listen to, need to watch and pay attention, it's Jesus. Now, Jesus was a learner. He was a learner. Listen to these scriptures. He says, so Jesus says, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the Father has taught me. Because he comes, but, but he comes so that the world may learn that i love the father and do exactly what my father has commanded me you know another verse you can't see it here in john 6:38 jesus says for i have come down from heaven not to do my will but to do the will of him who sent me and this is a really awesome passage And I want to encourage you to jot down, take a look at it later. First, John 3, verse 8. And this is part B. And it says, The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. What do you think about that? I mean, when I think about that, Jesus was going to Destroy the devil's work. See, Jesus was a learner. He learned from his father, and then he taught his disciples. And that's what he wants you and I to do. He wants us to learn from him so that we can then turn around and help someone else. And so we're going to begin this series entitled Learn from Me. Not me, him. But he said, it. learn from me. So let's pray together, and then we're gonna jump into the word in Matthew chapter four. Let's read, let's pray together. Father, we thank you again for this time that we can come before you in worship. I pray as we read, as we study your word that you would help us to see Jesus maybe in a different light. Maybe we don't really know Jesus. We, we got this picture of him uh, I pray that we see the, the, the Jesus of the Bible and that you can help us to not just uh, uh, obey him. I mean, we want to obey him, but, Father, we, we want to learn from him. We want to we be like him. And we, we want to have his heart and his perspective. And, and so, God, help us be learners. And, Father, I pray as we learn that we will mature, that we will grow and that we'll become more and more like him. We love you. We thank you. We pray all of this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew chapter 4. Let's go there together. Matthew 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, Quoting scripture, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that your you will not strike your foot against the stone. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil, as persistent as he is You know, one of the things I love about this passage is Jesus teaches us how to pass the test, how to pass the test. You know, it says that uh, in the previous chapter, Jesus was baptized and then immediately in the beginning of chapter four says that he was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Now I know we got some recent baptized folks. Amen. Come on. Right? Do not be surprised. The enemy is coming. It says that he was led by the spirit into the wilderness. You know, have you ever entertained this thought as long as you keep following Jesus? Life will be good and there'll be no issues. Especially for you newly baptized folks. What are you talking about, Russ? It's all good, man. That's okay. I'm with you. I used to think that way. It's normal to think that following Jesus is going to make our lives better. And you know what? It does. But better does not mean easier. Are you with me? In fact, the better way of life Jesus invites us into is often harder than our lives without him. Listen to what he says. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross weekly, monthly, Daily and follow me. Whoa. You know, after becoming a Christian, I I hadn't done a lot of things daily. Other, You know, brush my teeth, you know, take a shower. Uh, That wasn't, yeah, praise God for that, right? (laughs) But this life is not some easy kind of life. and i think it's important because you know what the world says the world wants you to believe that you can find the good life by being true to yourself doing what makes you happy following your heart that's not what jesus says in fact he tells us that eternal life the best most full kind of life is found when we deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow him. See, that's a much harder thing to do than just living life looking out for number one. Because self-denial requires discipline. Self-indulgence doesn't. Taking up your cross daily requires a choice and a commitment, but doing what makes you happy is all about your comfort. If it starts to hurt, I stop. Now listen, I was on the spin bike this morning at my gym. Sharika, who is my, uh, fitness app instructor (laughs) motivates me. I need Sharika's encouragement. Okay? Because if I followed my heart, I wouldn't be at the gym in the morning time. See, following your heart is just another way of saying, let your feelings rule your life. But see, following Jesus is choosing to let Jesus rule your life. See, life with Jesus is better and harder than life on your own. You know, when you follow Jesus, he's gonna lead you into beautiful moments where you are showered by the love of the Father, and comforted by the presence of the Spirit. And when you follow Jesus, He will lead you into desolate places where you're gonna be tempted by the devil and assaulted by sinful desires. But here's the thing. He teaches us how to pass the test. Are you with me? Amen. Okay, it says here in verse one that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. As I said before, immediately after his baptism, he marches into this spiritual battle. Not because he went off the wrong path or was outside of God's will, but he was following the Spirit's leading. For most people, the beginning of their discipleship journey It's filled with celebration, and they get up and he's like, Woo, yeah! And whoa, brother and sister, and it's all exciting, right? There's hope, there's joy, there's peace, there's this presence of God. And it's like highway to heaven, and you're just cruising along, and nothing can get you down. And for most people, those initial feelings start to fade after what we call the six-month wall, right? Well, actually, the first month wall. <laughs> the, the, the first interaction when somebody steps on your toe, right? But this life-changing event, um, it, it it just doesn't stay in this euphoria and, and this celebration. You you kind of come back to 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 to, the, to 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 earth. The character starts coming on out, out again. Some of the struggles you know start creeping its old head out, and 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 now those habits have come back. The busyness of life starts crowding out those quiet times. And now you're too busy to pray because you gotta go and you gotta do this and you gotta do that. See, if you found yourself in that place, you're not alone. There's nothing wrong with you. Jesus is still with you. The spirit is alive in you. The father's love has not left you. But but what, what do we do? How do we walk through the wilderness well? How did Jesus prepare himself for this showdown with the devil? Well, look at verse two. It says, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The Bible teaches that he fasted for 40 days and nights. Fasting, for those that may not know what that means, is choosing to give up food for a period of time so that you can grow closer to God. Okay. The kind of fast that I'm talking about is not a weight loss strategy. Okay. Not that. But while you're fasting, you feel physically weaker and What's supposed to happen is supposed to draw you closer to God. It's supposed to, uh, those hunger pains when you're sitting there and you drink some water and you hear, and your gut, and then that hunger pain hit, and you start thinking about like a nice cheeseburger with onions. When that happens, that should drive you to get closer to God. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. So while, we, while it, fasting may cause you to feel weaker physically, it's supposed to strengthen us spiritually. And the practice of fasting creates space for the spirit to help us to say no to what we want, which would be food, and yes to what we want most, which is God. See, Jesus knew that getting and going toe to toe with the devil in the wilderness would require him to be at his strongest. And see, it's kind of similar to, not similar, but kind of similar, you know, if you watch UFC fighting and you see these guys and the way they train, the way they, you know, put their bodies through excruciating uh, camps, preparing for this big fight. And, you know, they cut weight, they, you know, they trim up, they're, you know, strengthening different parts of their bodies. And by the end, they're in peak condition to get into that ring and go to work. That's what Jesus was doing as he was fasting. So look at verse three. It says, the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And if you notice, the devil doesn't attack Jesus with a pitchfork and a legion of demons. And I know some of us, you know, we've seen the movies and you know, we got an idea what the devil looks like and whatnot and you know, that's not the way he works in fact he went for his identity he went and questioned him he tried to get him to doubt himself and it's amazing when the devil strikes at Jesus he attacks him as the Son of God and then he targets his desires for food with lies and deception you know it's amazing That his strategy has not changed from the very beginning. Think about what he did with Adam and Eve, very similar. Think about what he's doing with you and I. If you stop, it's the same strategy. Let me see how they're gonna react. Let me throw that at them. Let me see what's gonna happen when this happens, and then let's see the reaction. See, he's going to do whatever he can to trick us into doubting us and our position as children of God. Or you may not be a Christian today and he's telling you, don't look Christian, they're a bunch of hypocrites. Look at those people. They say this and then they do that. Or he's really getting there. and He's like, you can't change. That's just how you are. It's okay. Just be the way you are. He looks for ways to get you and I into our sinful nature. Thinking and living according to what we see and what we feel. You know, it's amazing how the enemy is so persistent but you notice jesus fought him off with the word and he left wouldn't you like it for him to just leave you alone (laughs) go hang out where you are going you know what i mean but he knows that his time is short you know it's amazing how Jesus wants us and from this story to remember, we're in a spiritual battle, but we can't see it. If we were to see the battle that we're actually in, we would be very different because I can see it. But because we can't see it, we just kinda, you know, okay, that's maybe happening there. But the reality is, There's a battle going on right now for our attention. There's a battle going on right now. You thinking about maybe, man, what am I gonna eat for lunch? I wish, come on, Russ. Some of us are on our phones and we're playing, you know, Tetris or. Man, he's tempting you. Put the phone down. No. Let me stop because some of us are using our phones, reading our Bible. We might be checking something else in between, but it is what it is. But here's the thing Jesus wants us to learn from Him. You know what stops us? from being learners, it's one thing. One thing. We can all probably relate to this. I already know how to do it. Or we say phrases like, been there, done that. I want you to read this out of the TPT. This is the Passion Translation. Learn this well. Unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable and learn about heaven's kingdom realm with the wide eyed wonder of a child, you will never. You know, when you think that you already have things figured out, you can't learn. There's no space to be teachable. And so we must drastically change the way we think about learning and how it reflects on us so that we can become teachable people and want to do what pleases God. Listen, some of the wrong concepts that we have about learning, or we can think, well, if I say that, they're not going to think I'm very smart. Or I won't be respected or listened to if I ask that question, because I should know that. You know, I just feel embarrassed and insecure. We have to, if that's going on, identify. We got to change that way of thinking about learning so that we match what the Bible says about learning. What does the Bible say about learning? Again, TPT, Proverbs 11.2. When you act with presumption, convinced that you're right, don't be surprised if you fall flat on your face. But walking in humility helps you make wise decisions. See, yeah, TPT got it going on. But they don't have all of the Old Testament so, you know, scripture teaches us this that presumption is what gets us into trouble. Presumption, you know what that is? It's an idea that, that's taken to be true and often used as a basis for other ideas, although it's not known for certain. I assume. I assume you're looking at me because of this or that. I assume that you said that because, you know. And you can make all kinds of wrong judgments, right? Here's the fact. No one is always right. And when we act as if our opinions are unshakable, no one is always right. No one. And so becoming humble, being teachable is what leads to wisdom and then ability to stand strong. Wisdom is found in our ability to learn. The more we learn, the stronger we'll be. The more we learn, the stronger we'll be. Church, we got to keep staying in that learner's mode. We can't settle for, well, I've only done this set of studies or I've only helped this person this way. No, I wanna learn how to be a disciple maker. I wanna learn how to be more encouraging. I wanna learn how to overcome my insecurity. I wanna learn how to stay on the budget. Stay on the budget. Stay on the budget. I wanna learn. I wanna learn how to date. I wanna learn how to date. Married brothers, are you still dating your wife? All right, I'm getting in trouble. I got some looks like, no. Let's keep going here. Look at verse 4, Matthew 4, 4. Jesus answered, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. You know, Satan had a pattern in his attacks with Jesus. And he played out two times, He tests his identity, he targets his desires with lies and deception, and Jesus responds with the truth of God's word. See, when you find yourself in those wilderness moments, under attack from the evil one, we have to learn from Jesus. He shows us that the battle between good and evil is fought primarily with truth and lies not swords, it's not shields, it's not a friend Rob pulls out this NIV and I'm like what in the world is this oh that's what that means (laughs) when you get understanding it sparks something in you and then it makes you understand oh this connects with this and now there's this motivation because now I see what God is saying man if you have visited, please take some time Don't use that excuse. Don't stop right there. You know, and if you're a disciple this morning, I wanna encourage you, keep learning. Read your Bible, read a different version of the Bible. TPT is a pretty good one. But read a different version. See it differently. Ask God to help you see how Jesus is a learner so that you can be a learner of God the way that he was. But we got to continue to keep growing and keep striving to not just read, but to be disciples who obey Jesus's teaching. Because we are the light of the world. You know, it's so amazing when you see this happen. Um, we've been studying the Bible young man and uh, he called me up and he said, hey, listen, I, I, I need to get restored. And I was like, okay, and I look, I'm like, I see your name right there on the membership, what? He's like, yeah, but I, I, I'm not, I haven't been here. And I was like, okay, so let's get together. I wanna hear your story. And we sat down and we talked and I heard his story and I'm like, wow, okay. So we started studying the Bible, and, and, and he just started to open up and share what he really thought. Share, when you say this, and, I'm, and then I'll say, well, whoa, 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 hold on, pump the brake, where is that coming from? And then it was opinion, it was what somebody else said, and it was like, okay, well, let's go back here, because this is what God says. And so it was so encouraging because you saw the word penetrating a heart. You saw the word making someone stop and think about, okay, what does that actually mean? Or even stop and say, wait a minute, what does that word mean? Because if I don't understand what that word means, I can't understand what this sentence is actually saying. And so we got more specific and we broke it down even more. And it was so cool. So I'm going to ask DT come on up, okay? And uh, this is this is Derek Tate Tabin. All right, this is he's uh he's Dave's brother. And it was so moving to me. And I said, man, this is great, because he just says, I just want to be right with God. And I said, okay. And he said, and the Bible says, he's like, Russ, I need to get baptized again, because uh, what you're talking about here, uh, I didn't do that. And it was so encouraging. So I said, would you be willing to share how you came to this conviction from what you studied in the word? And so he's gonna share, and then we're
1: gonna. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. So, in my Bible studies, I learned about Jesus' immense love for me, for everybody, but also for me. He never did anything wrong. He never sinned. Yet, he's the one who got tortured. He's the one who got flogged. He carried a giant cross on his back, 300 meters then to get crucified, nails through his wrists and ankles. He's the one, we're the one who put him there though, with our sin. And when he was on that cross, he thought about all of you, he thought about me specifically, personally, uniquely. And when I think about that, it just floors me. Like try reading the anatomical account of what Jesus went through and then let the fact that he thought about you specifically, personally, trying to get floored by that. And so when I realized his love for me in this way, I just wanted to repent and get baptized because in the Bible it said, what must we do? That's what the people in the Bible who were so cut to the heart of them murdering Jesus, that's what I wanted to do. And now I can get baptized with the right heart. Thank you.
0: Derek out. Okay. So, so, um, so, yeah, come on. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so, okay. So this is Derek McNeil. This is Derek Tabin, and then we got Derek Farfan over there. So we were in a Bible study, and I was like, Derek, and he was like, they all looked at it. So he's DM, he's DT, and he's Farfan. But it's been very encouraging to see how God is working in the EDGE ministry, in the men's ministry. But David is your brother. Derek, I got two questions for you. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? That he died, was buried, and raised again on the third day. Yes, I do. And what is your good confession? Jesus, Lord. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Because of your good confession, we can now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All your sins will be washed away, and you'll be added to God's kingdom. Amen. All right. Amen. All right. So. So before we close out our service, I just wanna say one other quick thing. And then we're gonna, we're gonna hear a song, a new song. Well, we haven't sang it here yet called the goodness of God. Was that good? That was good. It was great. It was great because he came to a conviction about the word of God that he needed to repent. I didn't tell him that. I didn't say, oh, God convicted him. And he was moved and said, Russ, I I need to do this. Jesus shows us the best way to prepare for these battles that we're going to face. And it's through practice that we get stronger. It's through practice and habits and actions like prayer, like fasting, studying the word, that we're going to get stronger. And we're gonna be tempted and we're gonna resist. And then we'll say, away from me, Satan. And he'll leave and come back later. (laughs) But Jesus shows us that the best way to overcome the lies of the devil is with the truth of scripture. Let's be people in the word like Manny and Krista talk about, so we can encourage each other that we don't have a sinful, unbelieving heart. But no, we know exactly where we're going. We know where we come from, and we know that we belong to our God. So let's all stand together. We're gonna have a prayer, and then the sisters are gonna come up, and we're gonna hear about the goodness of God. Let's pray together. Father, thank you again for this time this morning. Lord, I pray that you help us, help us stay in the learner's mode. Help us as we read our Bibles tonight, tomorrow. God, that we ask you that you give us the faith to go where you go, to do what you do, to trust what you say and to love how you love. Father, help us to each day commit to following Jesus. God, we love you. We thank you. We pray all this in your son's name. Amen.